Nightmare Hardcore Radio, exploring the world's best hardcore punk and all the various subgenres. For the next two hours we will enter a world apart from the rest. The time is now. What's up with that? Let's start jamming. Stuck on this. Watch me like the bat 
All right, what's up? You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. We are a two-hour punk and hardcore radio show slash podcast. It's pretty simple. We uh, play lots of punk, hardcore, adjacent uh, genres, a lot of mix-mash of just about everything. We try to keep it as new as possible. Um, We sometimes do segments. A lot of times we just play music, um, talk with a talk with local friends as well as uh bands from all over the world that was a decent description that i haven't done in a while for the show so if you were new uh don't get used to it because sometimes i go all over the place um you can listen to us all over the place uh we have a a general hub is deadairhardcoreradio.com uh we have all of where we play uh you know our all of our live affiliates um, all over the world. We have up to like seven different places you can hear us live or syndicated. And then we have the Spotify's um, as well as iTunes, um, Anchor, uh, and also the uh, Google Plus. I believe we are in a couple other places, but uh, weirdly our where we uh we go through anchor as our hub and they're supposed to like automatically put us into places but that hadn't that didn't really happen for some reason so uh it's very weird um so it's more of a general show today I just decided I didn't want to deal with bed music, even though usually when I'm alone, I do bed music. So I'm going to try to keep the breaks kind of short and sweet uh, because we have a lot of talking. So this week uh, we're going to be talking to Danny from San Diego, who does um, many bands, was vocalist of um, Drug Control, currently plays guitar in Headcount. Um San Diego and also has a project um that's a kind of a social distancing project with uh Rusty here in the Northwest who uh formerly of Safe and Sound as well as uh currently in the band Real uh Rusty and uh Danny have a quarantine project called uh Agenda so we're going to be talking all about that in a little bit uh before that we uh started out with kind of a little tribute we played poison idea the badge uh unfortunately the slayer hippie steven hanford um past drummer from portland's poison idea um passed away last week um at 50 also was in bands such as fetish and uh currently uh before he passed was in the accused ad um up here in the seattle um pacific northwest area uh well we funny thing with me and poison idea um i was very familiar um with the pure king ep uh years ago it had a certain idea when i was just like a lot of my uh, hardcore tendencies of looking at albums as a someone who was I would say I hadn't had a lot of hardcore friends um, 10 plus years ago. So a lot of my, uh, the stuff that I found was stuff that I would 
favorite and like on YouTube and just like kind of go down the rabbit hole and just um, didn't have too many people to talk with. So not a lot of people. So only like a few people here and there to put me on to um, more actual hardcore bands that are that were actually influenced and in real punk hardcore bands. Um, so a lot of stuff I listened to was metal influenced. I remember, I think I was listening to some earth crisis. I might've had an earth crisis shirt on at the time. And then some punk was like, fuck that shit. You need to listen to poison ideas. Like I have, and it was like, and then put on, um, put on the badge and I was seriously kind of thrown away from the feel your darkness. I was kind of blown away from the feel your darkness, uh, feel the darkness. Um, sorry from the 1990 feel the darkness LP, which was just like an explosion, a very big sounding record of, of lots of like contemporary metal and rock mixed with, uh, mixed with a very evil punk feel. And also the fact that they were from Portland gave me like just a different um, respect for just like the Northwest and music because a lot of stuff that I was um, pulling from was a, was not very punk. I, I would say 10, 12 years ago, I was aware of a lot of bands, but not deep diving as I do uh, these days. So if you haven't listened to, if there's any younger listeners who haven't listened to uh, Feel the Darkness, I highly uh, suggest you do. Um, the guitar playing from uh, Pig Champion is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's it's just a really important um, record for all of punk and hardcore and transcend, transcends very well throughout the genres. I know that a lot of people who don't necessarily listen to hard, lots of a ton of hardcore um, that are more generally punk fans love uh, poison idea. And I mean, a lot, I think a lot of hardcore kids do let like it as well, but uh, yeah, we're going to move down the line from poison idea to uh, something a little bit newer from Portland. We're going to play the band Wurz. I believe I'm saying that correctly. I tried to find a cor correct um, explanation. I might get um, them like on the show at some point. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of um, different stuff going through a very mixture of um, punk and metal and lots of different contemporary um forms of um punk metal and hardcore within this uh within this band uh they just came out with a two song ep first song is uh from is called unsure it's uh it's definitely more of the punk vibe the other one is uh called oblivion which is a definitely draws from a um very heavier um from a heavier field of music. So check it out. We're going to play that right now. And then we will get to uh, a few more. We're going to get to 
a grip of requests. It's been a very weird time. So like sometimes I'm busy, sometimes I'm lazy. So thank you for listeners and friends for sending me stuff when I, when I request it and kind of reach out to the crowd um, via social media. Um, Cause there are some things that I do miss um, in my searches. So I kind of just asked what people wanted to listen to this week, specifically stuff that's been new over the past six plus months that we might've missed. And there's a few of them. So we're going to hit this song um, from Portland's Wars and uh, we'll be back. You're listening to dead air, two hours of hardcore radio. Chains Collective. I felt like I was watching a dream I'd never wake up from. DIY clothing you can't get anywhere else. Now you have something to look forward to after you die. Information at flowerchains.us.
to Dead Air, Two Hours of Hardcore Radio. This is episode 94. Uh, we're going to get to a interview. Our first interview in like, wow, fucking forever, dude. This is the first time in a long time we've, uh, I think, in probably two months now. Um, I think early March was the last interview. This is the last time we've had our, this is the first time in two months we're doing a normal style um episode which i do i i slept on it um chris is an essential worker and uh he is technically back um as a part of the show and kind of a co-host i don't know what that means after um post pandemic but he's been regularly um a part of the show every once in a while last week we had uh, the dudes from Disappear hanging out with me, and this is kind of the normal. I don't, I don't want to keep this as a normal because I don't think it's as entertaining. I'm definitely not as high energy. I mean, I can't feed off of much except it's except a fucking hot box. Um, it gets really fucking hot um, as summer approaches, which is another thing that's weird to fucking say. Um, so. I I would imagine it's not as entertaining to the listeners so getting to the point is probably of the utmost importance right now uh cuz this is all for you motherfuckers um and all these songs are from a lot of you motherfuckers out there so we started off this set of all um kind of just requests for the week we started off with a band um, called Soul Charge, a metallic band from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, definitely a reminder, rem- gives me um, vibes of early terror and death before dishonor. Um, just a very kind of metallic yet um, kind of very straightforward um early to mid 2000s hardcore uh feel for a, a very um specific vibe that um definitely always takes me back to um terror and uh death before dishonor style videos of of hardcore dudes uh the first really impression of hardcore of were people in flat bills walking down the street kind of kind of yelling um yelling at the camera uh we we talked about in an episode me and devin talked about sheer con and that was like i would say peak um that sheer video is like peak 2000s hardcore and of what we like to say quote unquote quote unquote of an era but soul charge was um requ- was requested and it uh I'm digging it. So we played uh Sackcloth Grin is a new single that came out right at the beginning of May. After that we played some music 
which is more on the refined hardcore uh metalcore um tip of music uh members of every time i die um and norma jean and it very sh- shows in quality and in um just proficiency in music there's a lot of bands doing um this style of uh music like the band end which i've been hearing just non-stop chatter about from uh my friends who really enjoy mosh and metalcore and i know this is not definite this is definitely not everyone's cup of tea but i think it's my opinion is i think it's very weird if you are this isn't and i'm not saying for metalcore fans for fans who like early metalcore and just like a few different records like oh i like that poison the well one poison the well of botch and um and so and so record if you just like a couple of them and you're not you you hand pick a couple that that have stuck with you i don't necessarily expect um you to like uh you know, like this style metalcore. But if you are completely dull, um, delving into late 90s, um, early 2000s, even mid 2000s metalcore, when things get, when the lines get very blurred, if you like, if you are so, if you are into all those styles of metalcore and don't like this, I think it's just fucking weird, man. People like to, to like a lot of like, of late nineties and met and uh mid two thousands, but then when it gets to a a weird crossroads of bands like Every Time I Die and um even to say Ghost Inside, because Ghost Inside got um in the Northwest, I mean they played Rainfest and were very loved by a lot of Northwest hardcore for many years, even though they did take a turn for a different um crowd of more uh you know metal kids um enjoyed them if i would say i hate to say probably more of like a i don't want to quote i'm saying it like jared dines fans they're more for the jared dines fans jared dines is too big is too big in his, i feel like his world to even uh, care about what I say anymore, even though me and him have had weird personal beef in the past. It doesn't matter because he's probably as far as um, his uh, count concerned is there. Jared Dines is bigger than I will ever be as far as I think, I think as far as dead air is concerned. So anyway, I'm very, I'm digging the, um, I grew up like liking the, uh, the every time I die, um, style of music, um, listening to it in my teen years of hardcore influenced music before I really delve into hardcore. So I have a, um, appreciation for this. And if you do check out teeth, um, from Fort Erie, uh, members of a lot of, uh, 
you can it's it's really easy to see where the influence comes from when you see the bands that uh the members that make up this group after that move to uh uh we also we played the song filth from teeth so check that out came out beginning of december after that we played um worst self which was i believe self submitted from the band i think um band from grand rapids michigan i uh, very um cool raw metallic band um cites a lot of band cites a lot of early 2000s heavy bands like seven angels seven plagues i definitely um see some at least uh the metallic elements of um early shy halud especially vocal inflections as well um i was very impressed by this we played um burn it down um from everyone there everyone is replaceable ep that came out in september of 2019 after that we played um some noisy punk that kind of grabs from a little bit of everywhere in any hardcore punk realm a little bit of sludge um like i said it's noisy and they just kind of do whatever they want. It's a band um, from Sheboygan. I've never, I've heard people say that name, but I've always like, <laughs> I, I'm glad I got it first take. Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Never been to to Wisconsin, but I, Sheboygan is very fun to say. Um, we played Bad Trip um, off of, garbage man's um first two seven inch release that just came out um middle of this month of may and that's the second track and we finished up the set um with a band called sweet soul from uh hold up sorry from california I believe the bay area um members of Jawstuck and some other Bay bands doing a um, hardcore adjacent band that definitely has um, summer, a um, little bit of pop punk vibes, pop rock that's reminiscent of bands such as um, Lemon Heads and Gin Blossoms. Like I said, and this um, current release kind of goes um three new songs that came out um just about a week and a half ago uh we played noises drown a single with attached with two other uh songs and like i said it's a little bit more pop punky than i would than i have the other uh music that i was that i've heard from them that was submitted i believe last year um but all these songs are going to be out on a summer uh LP through New Morality Zine. So check that out. We're going to get to um we're going to we're going to get to some more music and ju- and then uh, we're going to get to another song and then we'll get to uh our interview for the evening. We're going to play a song that was submitted um from Vladimir over at a record label called Delayed Gratification Records. 
Um, we're playing a a band called Stallchild, um, which is which was uh, described to me as a band that sounds like Blue Monday, Go It Alone, and Modern Life Is War. And when I heard it right off the tip, I heard a heavy Blue Monday, um, a heavy Blue Monday uh, resemblance and influence in this. I believe they have an EP coming out at the end of the month. We'll probably play some tracks off that eventually, but this is from uh, two songs that they released at the beginning of April. And uh, this is a great time to sit, to just say that you can always um, request music stuff you want to hear. If it's enough, uh, if people do enough, uh, you know, nostalgic music from, Five, ten, twenty plus years ago, I will um, be inclined to uh, do a nostalgic episode, maybe an eighties, nineties, or what ha- or what you have it, you know, whatever um, style episode. I'll love to do something like that. A throwback episode is definitely fine in this uh, era when music is starting to slow down the releases are probably gonna start to stop because all the backed up stuff that's getting that from the last couple months is finally getting out and it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens but uh you can request stuff you can submit stuff to deadairnwcz at gmail.com once again deadairnwcz at gmail.com and we will uh we get to most uh, mostly all of our uh, submissions that kind of fit. We like to keep it hardcore, punk, hardcore adjacent, metalcore, any of the uh, kind of surrounding genres that kind of pull from the hardcore scene. So please try to keep it uh, to that. And also Dead Air. Um, Facebook.com slash Dead Air Hardcore Radio and both on Twitter and Instagram at Dead Air NWCZ. Follow us. Send us shit. Get me more active on my socials. I try, but I'm fucking garbage. I'm sorry, guys. So, Stallchild, we're going to play from their demo, their 2020 demo. We're going to play Invariable and then we'll get to that fucking interview. You'll send you dead air to hours of hardcore radio.
This is Bebear Mashup telling you to check out the brand new Bebear website now. Go to BebearHardcoradio.com for all podcasted shows as well as news reviews and content you can't get anywhere else. Go now or feel the wrath of my cold hard robotic legs been kicking you straight in the face. Alright, episode 94 of Dead Air, 2 hours of Hardcore Radio. Uh, more and more... Uh, I'm very happy to kind of start going into a direction of somewhat normal oh since the quarantine began i don't think i've had a like kind of a like a band interview per se like i haven't done like chatted with people in bands too much i've just kind of done the whole podcast stuff with my friends and uh talked hardcore because i don't know like it's obvious like it's hard to know the direction of just live all ages DIY music at this very moment in time. But I decided it is time to start getting the uh, kind of band interview segment back up and running. So I got Danny who plays, um, who has played in a few bands over the years, singing drug control plays currently in a, in a head count and, sings in a somewhat like would you call it a quarantine project um agenda yeah i mean that's what it's starting out as like rusty and i want to do some live shows at some point whether like i go up to the northwest or he comes down here but we'll we'll probably play at some point rusty played the rainfest drug control set correct i th- he played in somebody's set i thought it was drug yeah. control yeah, yeah, he played. Uh, he played bass. Our our bass player. This is like the beginning of him turning into like a total shithead. Um, not Aaron from Dare, the guy before him, uh, but the dude before Aaron uh, bailed on Rainfest like last. Um, so we hit Rusty up, and he was kind enough to fill in after like learning the song in like a few days and practicing only once. It was fucking. Sick. Well, Rusty is very known for having a very vocal internet punk and hardcore presence, whether it's uh, it's hardcore hot takes or just um, sitting down and chatting about hardcore. So how long have you been uh, long distance friends with uh, with Mr. Rusty? Uh, fuck, when did I mean, it was on a, a tour in like probably like 2014, I think is when I met him, maybe 2013. Um, but it was at the dial in Marietta, um, my old band Hyler, um, with them. So it was, I think I met him then. Was that the first, um, was that the first safe and sound tour maybe? 
maybe. I I was on the first Safe and Sound tour as a uh just hanging out. Um I know I know I was at we I was hanging out with them like the whole tour. That was the tour we did a a Shea Cafe show um on Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, that was that tour cuz Drug Control played like, like two songs with that set at the, or something like that cuz that was like right when Drug Control was just starting. Yeah, I remember that. So, okay, yeah, no, I do I do remember um I do remember higher learning. So I do like, there was a ton of, there was like a lot of bands on that fucking, on that fucking tour. So I was just like, it will, that was the first time I like, I like, I think I toured in general. So I was just like, it was just kind of overload of a bunch of fucking people. I don't know. <laughs> Cause like I just, I said it in the last, I love hardcore, but I'm not always the most social of pers of people. So I was just like, manning the fucking i was like i came to hang out in mosh like i was like i don't know like like when i i i manned the merch table and i was talking to people and i was just like i don't i was i was out of my fucking element like this is my element right now talking about hardcore like just like doing it over the phone but like there was just a lot of people that ended up actually like being like longtime friends or people that have been um like that have been on the program, but like that was a, that was just a, a wild, like I can't believe that was like almost seven years ago now to think about that. Like I, it's nuts that like, it's been four years since the last rain fest. Like that's fucked up. I feel like that was just like last year in like my brain, but nah, it's been four years like this weekend pretty much. Ugh, I don't fucking like that at all. Like, <laughs> well, so let's let's just uh go down the resume of you for people who haven't um who haven't listened to who might have just started listening to like headcount and might not know anything about like your prior efforts. So go over a little bit of your uh, punk and hardcore resume. Cool. Ah. Uh -huh. So we'll start at like the beginning, I guess. I played guitar in this skate thrash band, like skate punk band, like very like aggression and like nardcore style um, in like 2010. That was called Blind Nun. Um, and that lasted for a few years. We would play around like Southern California. Um, and then I played bass in this DB like power violence band called Concussion. Um, we did same thing, like only played around Southern California, pretty much just LAOC area, a couple of times down here in San Diego. Um, and then uh, I played in a pop punk band called Ackerman. Um, didn't do all that much, played for Cali. Uh, and that band ultimately fizzled out because a couple of the guys moved away. Um, and then I started a band called Repel. Um, it's just like a youth crew band um, that I sang for, and that was the first time I ever actually like did vocals in the band. Uh, we got to play some sick shows. We played Destroy LA, that fest that happened uh, in 2012 with uh, Infest and Chain. So that was super sick. Uh, we played the last, or no, I don't think that was that last one. We played one of the 
later mindset shows in Pomona. Uh, got to open up for Terror down here in San Diego at the Che. Um, and then I ended up moving back home to San Diego um, and then started drug control. Uh, we put out three records um, on was it Coin Toss was the first one. And then we put out uh, two records on New Age Records. And then all three of those sevens were also put out um, by a label called Straight and Alert out in France, which is no longer around, but they were they were sick. Alexis plays in two really sick bands right now, uh, Insecurity and Schizoid. You should go check them out. Um, and then Drug Control broke up. Um, and my buddy Matt, who had filled in for Drug Control a couple times, uh, told me to start this band, sent me over basically a full recorded demo. And he's like, hey, do you want to play guitar in Headcount um, is what we ended up calling it. And then that's been going going strong since, like, probably it's been about a year that we like actually started playing, but we didn't actually play a show until November. Um, and then because of all this quarantine stuff, like, I've been chatting with people online a lot more. Rusty was like, yo, if you ever want to like sing in a band again, I'll write a demo for you if you have a way to record vocal. Um, so that, that's how Agenda got started. Um, Rusty recorded and programmed all the like drum track up in, uh, he's in Tacoma or Kent or something like that. Um, and then sent him to me and I went up to uh, the Che Cafe and recorded vocal uh, for myself. And uh, that's where we're at. And that's, it's a pretty fucking, it's a pretty fucking good, um, quarantine demo. I think somebody, I saw somebody who was just like, I, I was hoping for a little more and I was just like, then what? It says it's a quarantine demo and it specifically states where it was, where it was all fucking like, um, recorded. So I was just like, I was like, I thought that was a fucking <laughs> great demo. So I was just like. Also, also the place it was posted is like a, a, a known shit top shit talking Facebook thread. So I was just like, whatever. Um, I'm I'm kind of disappointed I didn't see that. Where was that posted? It was posted in a. It was posted. I don't I don't like to get too much into other shows. It was another podcast um, thread for for a. It was a it was a podcast group where where somebody was like. Somebody was like, I was hoping for more quality. And I was like, in a demo? Like, you kind of, <laughs> I was like, I know exactly like where this is all coming from. And like, I was like, I was like, I thought this was like perfect quality for the exact type of music that you guys were like trying to, trying to aim for. So I was just like, I was just like, I found that I was like, that's really fucking that's really fucking silly. Also, also I've heard like you can go on the punk on like Bandcamp and listen to some some like other like isolation sessions or quarantine demos. There are some there was one that was like recorded in a bathroom and it sounded hell yeah. Really bad. It sounded like it was recorded in the bathroom and it was not good. Oh yeah. Dude, <laughs> drug control made drug control made some awful sounding ass demos, but like I mean, it's a demo. <laughs> like, what, what, what more can you ask for? Like, I kind of, if a demo sounds too good, it's like weird to me. I, I expect demos to be like shit quality or like 
recorded in a bathroom or some some weird shit like that. I know. I love the balance though. It's like I I think it's it's a well like balance of recorded demo, especially like for the time it took to I'm sure the turnaround time to put this all together was was quite was quite fast. Dude, straight up like a week. Like another day would go by and Rusty is like, Hey, I wrote another song. It's like what the fuck, dude? Like you're working full time. How are you doing this? But like it was sick. Um, and, and like, even like right now we're still, still like milling away and like trying to work on some new stuff. Like he's done the same thing to me. Sent He's sent me some, he made some like, some like heavy fucking like early nineties Sepultura sounding stuff. And he's been sending me all the like, like fucking nineties mosh metal and, uh, types of, he's like, would you want to do something on this? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's just like, he just like <laughs> randomly sends me shit. Like, and I was just like, damn. He was like, you, I was like, where's this all coming from? His rusty's fucking mind. is just, just never fucking stops. You still there? Cause I think I might've got cut off. Oh, I'm here. You're good. Okay. I don't know what happened. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. I mean, he, he, rusty sends me like all sorts of wild shit. He sent me like this, like straight up, like undertow worship thing earlier today, and it was fucking sick. Like the dude is a machine at writing, at writing music. He's just like, I listen to this, so I want to do this. <laughs> yeah, I I'm stoked on what we're doing with Agenda. Like it, it's been super fun to just like bounce ideas off one another and like get to do music together when we obviously don't live close. Um, but this like next round of whatever it ends up being, whether it's just a, like a tape or if we, if someone's motivated enough to want to put it out for whatever reason, like I think we're actually going to record live drums. The drummer of Headcount said that he would record some drums for it. So hopefully we'll sound a little bit better quality. Maybe they uh, will appease the, the other podcast thread. Yeah. Who cares? I've there, there's, <laughs> there's some whack. There's some pretty whack takes in the person, the person who like, who like heads that, who heads that thread knows exactly it's, it's the fucking punk and hardcore wild west. And that's the way they like it. It's the, they, they just spout off whatever shit they want to, they want. So it is what it is. Um, so with, head oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's totally fine <laughs> with agenda. Um, so kind of self-proclaimed, like it politic politically charged, um, kind of pulling from like man lifting banner, stuff like stuff like that. Um, but they're also on the other side, um, on the demo, is there there's no there is no lyrics attached. Is that is that a vibe? Oh, like on Bandcamp or whatever? Yeah, there's no there are no lyrics on Bandcamp. Oh. I mean I just never sent him to Rusty and I haven't gone on Bandcamp to like put him on there myself. I probably should at some point just so people can like decipher what I've said. But I mean, you nailed it. Like very politically charged, like very in the vein of man lifting banner and like seeing red and all of those, um, crucial response records bands that got put out in the nineties. So, cause I would, I would say personally, like, cause with, um, I could see rusty being like, let's put out a political band, but not post any of the lyrics. That sounds like a that sounds like a rusty thought process to me. 
Oh, like a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Like, I, I could see it, but no, that was, it's not intentional. I just never put the lyrics up. They're like, I think they're like sitting next to me somewhere in the living room right now. So I would just need to type them up and like put them on there. So not to like go too far on your, on just the side project, but with the agenda, just to speak on, on the lyrics, since there are none currently to um, see, not that they're not like, they're not the hardest um, vocals to make out. Um, in what political vein are you trying to kind of just, are you trying to aim for what are you trying, what are you trying to aim for in a political message uh, via this um, band and demo? I mean, I would classify it like under like socialism and communism, like very like Marxist um, motivated lyric. Um, I'm reading um, On Practice and Contradiction by Mao Zedong right now too. So like there's a lot of like stuff from that and like taken from like various writings um, throughout the years of like various leftist individuals, but like in the vein of like Marxism and Leninism. And um so so moving so moving off of that cuz that's a project for for the future so you, so now like the main project is headcount um mm-hmm. you got you guys um just put out a promo you've had, you've had a couple um you've had a release um through in safe inside records and kind of what walk me through what's going what's going on um what's the what's the aim for uh for headcount uh the promo is is two songs that are uh gonna be on an lp the lp is written uh and we have like two more songs that we need to actually like learn and then like just nail it all down but the goal is it's gonna be on an lp is for what's next um and then hopefully do some touring around that whenever like we're able to safely be back out on the road. And then uh, currently you're, so we talked a little bit about uh, a little bit about it. Like I got to visit the venue uh, before, um, but uh, you kind of, you work with, uh, you are involved with uh, Shea Cafe and what capacity are you um, involved in for how long? Uh, Very heavily. Um, so I, I'm one of the, the core members there and that's like the people who help like facilitate and run the spot. Um, I've been volunteering there for six years. Um, but I started going there when I was 15. So about 15 years ago. Um, but when I moved back to town and then we started drug control, um, I was just like, it's time to actually like get involved and be a part of the space because I, I wanted to be able to book shows there and that's like the easiest way to get a spot to do shows is if you're actually actively involved and not just relying on others to do it. For um, so now I, I run sound. I will cook in the kitchen. If someone else is running sound, uh, I help manage the finances and making sure all of our like nonprofit paperwork is filed. Um, pretty much just like a Jack of all trades of anything venue wise. So, um, with that shake at shake cafe, how's it, how's, um, what's, how's it faring, um, in the, in the current, um, state of the world? Um, so 
for those who don't know, we are on uh, the UCSD campus, which is a, a university here in San Diego. Um, so after they tried to shut us down the last time, which that's a whole whole other story. Um, but when we got our new, um, because we're technically a student organization of the campus, um, we were able to renegotiate our lease to where we only pay a very, very minuscule amount for rent. Um, because most of the other student orgs don't have to pay any rent on spaces that they have. So we, we're faring like very well. Um, we just a, like pre-order for shirts and then we're benefiting another venue here in town that has helped us out in the past when we were struggling. And then uh, two coffee shops who helped us out and like supplied us with stuff. So we're really mostly focusing on making sure that others are able to stay afloat because it's not as big of a, a stressor for us as it is for most of the other venues and shops around town. Yeah. Cause I honestly, I, th- you, you said it cause I thought in my mind, I was like, I, I don't remember if it was public knowledge. It might've been, it wasn't something I dwelled too much. I, th- I thought there was, there was like, yeah, a threat at one point of, uh, of Shea Cafe. At one point I thought in my mind, I thought Shea Cafe was not non-existent for a brief moment in time. So, but I'm glad to hear that it's, um, that it still exists. Like I said, I had, I'm the one time I got to, uh, go there, even though it was a very like small gathering of bands and people like it was just kind of, it was, it was what you want from a small spot. Like it was just like yeah. an overall just fucking fun time. It's a it's a cool looking venue. It's a just a a nice um a nice area as well. Yeah, it's it's a special place for sure. Like it it's pretty wild, like thinking people who have played that spot. Um but yeah, they did try to shut us down. Uh we occupied the space for almost six months pretty much. Uh and then once we finally got like our new lease, we were shut down for about a year or so um, while they did some improvements on the space that they had been telling us we needed to do and they were trying to refuse us. But we eventually won that battle and they, they did all the improvements. So we're, we're good for years to come now, which is very, fu- very fucking sick. No, I'm very, I'm very glad. Hopefully one day I'll get to um, revisit the venue. That was like, kind of just like a high point of of that tour just even though it was such a small it was just like fun and i remember um go, getting on a safe and soundtrack and uh accident almost like fucking blowing out the speakers on accident because i didn't realize i was like way fucking loud i was way louder than fucking jackson and i like grabbed the mic and like it was literally just feedback, feedback, feedback. But it was just like, everybody just fucking laughed and it was like fucking, it was just like a very family vibe. And I know like, um, as far as parts of the U S like, like people don't have that. Like we've had, like Seattle has had that in venues and currently like there's a, there's a couple places that still like hold a certain vibe, but that's like, those are, those are places to be fucking cherished like a hundred percent. You would not have been the first person to blow out a speaker by any means. It's, it's happened a lot. (laughs) What are you looking forward to the most when hardcore 
is ha, comes back into the world. Playing like the like pretty much right when all the stay at home orders were like going into effect was like when headcount was supposed to go out and like play like three or four shows out of town. So it's like a major bummer to, to like put a complete fucking nail in that momentum that we had going. Um, so we were practicing every other week cause our bass player lives up in orange County and then like gearing up to record an LP and then like all of this starts. So it's just, I just have that urge to like get out and play and record this LP because I'm like, I'm very stoked on the tracks that are going to be on it. And I, I never thought I would like enough music that I would be a part of to like actually record an LP. So it's kind of like mind blowing to me that we're going to get to do. That. Yeah. And I think uh, it's just like, I think it's perfect timing just cause like, but with like shows, like I have a, like it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird vibe. Cause like, see, so like, obviously there's the whole thing of orders of no fucking moshing, no fucking just sit and just chill and watch the show. Seattle. I feel like that's not a fucking hard thing for Seattle because there are, I can, I know every person who moshes for Seattle hardcore by name and I can count them on finger. Like, so it's like not so it like, I could just tell them to stop fucking moshing. So I'm like, is the, does the future of hardcore even exist until we can have like an, a hands-on experience? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it, it'll be a weird vibe. I mean, like I've, I've played countless shows where people don't mosh. San Diego can be a very hard city to please, but like, I will say I don't think I've ever played a bad show in the Northwest. I feel like every time I played up there, like there was people moshing, which was very tight. But yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be a weird vibe for sure. Like I don't know if I would want a tour on a tour where like people couldn't mosh or like move around at all. Yeah, like I, I this you're the first person I've asked like because like for a more straight ahead youth crew and stuff like like straight ahead hardcore. Like, I think it can exist, like, like people, like, depending on where, what city you're in, like, I see a lot of people just, you know, sing, sing along to the fucking songs or just like chill and nod their heads to music when it comes to like anything that's more like people, people can restrain themselves, um, to not, to not mosh in a, in a more, um, punk centric hardcore um atmosphere so i think for that it's different i also yeah i know it's just like it's a hard it's a hard thing to even like wrap your head around you know yeah the i mean these times are just it's wild like to think about what what we're going through right now and what it what it's gonna look like coming through the other side in like more than just music and life and how society will function because i feel like there i mean there's no going back to the way it was that's that's for and also just politically in general like for this is going to fuel a lot of um this is be a lot of fuel for um politically charged bands um i mean with what's going on on top of um just uh the united states has an election coming up that people are completely ignoring so or, or at least I would say 
most people are not paying as much attention. So it's a, uh, it's definitely a weird fucking time. Yeah, that's that's a complete understatement. Like the fact that we're gonna have an election during all of this is like is nuts. It's like the only the only way I can think to describe it is just like it's absolutely fucking crazy. It's fucking scary that it is it's what is what it is. Like I don't like talk about a thing you can't like even like wrap your head around. Like like so many aspects. Like that's why I almost just like I'm just focusing on the like shows and music and just wanting that to get back because it's the only thing that fucking like it's the only thing I like I have any like stake in. I mean I have we have stake in this whole fucking existence, but it's the only thing I I feel like I can I can effectively put some energy into. Yeah, I feel that completely. Like I mean I I do a, like a number of other things. But yeah, like I I deeply care about playing music and like booking shows and all that. So I miss it very very much. Well, I think also on that aspect aspect it's like a lot of us are people who have branched out into just helping our communities have learned and have grown through this music and DIY and through venues like Shea Cafe and just other places around the world that are like that. So it's just like, it's hard for me not to focus. Cause it's like, that's, that's where I kind of just like go to find some sort of balance in life to possibly, you know, take that into the rest of the world. Yeah. I feel that for sure. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm sure I would have some sort of, you know, positive output in the world, but I feel like it's not the same without, without hardcore or without DIY, without punk, like a hundred percent. So I feel you. like every so often I'll like sit back and think like, I, like, I wonder what life would be like if I had never attached myself to this weird, like lifestyle if you want to call it that like if i was just like some straight up fucking normie that like didn't give a fuck about politics or like any of that like i it just seems like such a mundane miserable existence if i'm being honest well and this is just a weird time because it's just like we have like a, a stagnation where people can't like the only way people can access hardcore is through the internet so like what is what is that going to look like that could look really cool or really weird like imagine there's a kid who's who got who's getting to like go through like catalogs of punk music right now and have never like tons of kids doing it and maybe that maybe that could be like a fucking really cool thing and or or on the other side of that there's people who decide that just after this like they're not going to they they start going to shows and they're never going to go to a show again yeah I, I don't know like i i think that when people are allowed to go back to shows and returning to whatever semblance of normality that we're going to have i think shows are going to do much better than they had been 
because people are like realizing what they're missing out on. But like in terms of like what's going on now and like people pretty much having to depend on the internet for their music. It, I wish that like right now, I mean, like there's a couple groups, like there's the, the dead air group, the no echo group and like the youth crew group on Facebook, but it's like nothing compared to what like message boards were in like the mid two thousands, like early 2010s. I feel like if those were around right now and like people were using them, they would be like, popping with activity i would i tend to agree with that it's that's where i got to grow and learn and find out a lot about just like people in general um facebook has a certain vibe to it like there's always like obviously there there's the b9 where like they're like where i feel like it's similar to to Facebook in in the way people kind of shit talk and like same with the um same with that group I was talking talking about earlier so there's groups like that but I don't know I I I was able there was just something it was more it was more personal in my in my opinion I was able to really get to know people um in a way that social media would wouldn't allow yeah, I I completely agree. Like there, there used to be this like Orange County hardcore group or hardcore message board that I was like super active on all the time when I lived up in that general area, and like I I miss that. Like you said, like Facebook has has this general vibe to it, where it's just, I mean, it's social media, and message boards weren't social media; they were their their own entity. I think also it has to do with like, just like us, like at this point now that like, like hardcore Facebook groups are a thing. It's been a decade has passed and we are desensitized by social media and the height of it and the height of the shit talking and the height of, um, the political back and forth from, from people all around. And I think, I think a hardcore message board was something without, you know, when Facebook wasn't, wasn't like what it is now. I think a hardcore message board was, um, something a lot different. And it was just like, it was something, it was something new and people didn't treat it like another piece of social media because like you said, it wasn't social media. Yeah. I mean, like you, if you wanted to like find out something about whoever you were like responding to, like they had a profile, but at most it was probably going to have like their Twitter handle and their like MySpace URL or their Facebook URL. But like it, what you couldn't like take a dive into their life like you can on, on Facebook. And I think that adds, it adds a weird element to that, the social aspect of it. Like, and I hate to like go into it, but it's like, everybody knows that there's a, also a reason why I created the dead air Facebook group, because I wanted it to be specifically about music. Um, a lot of Northwest and bands that aren't getting talked about on other, um, you know, other Facebook groups like, or other hardcore, uh, forums. So, but like the Pacific Northwest one just got, 
trashed with people going at it, going at each other's throats um, over a lot that- the Pacific Northwest like hardcore group that was on there. Yeah. It still is on there, but it's just, yeah, that's why I created what I did. Cause I was just like, I try to get as many people to come up. Cause like, we don't talk about that shit. We talk about hardcore. Like, <laughs> like I do address, I do. A, if there's a problem like that's going on in our community, I will address it. But like it got people just, went over each other's throats and it was just like very like people who are no longer involved in hardcore whatsoever now and they just people came in and just like tore it to shreds to where people like when people tried to do like talk about music again it just it never was the same no I mean like the dead air group has been sick and like I mean, I've only posted it a couple of times, but I feel like I've gotten like good feedback and response to like both things that have been posted, like the headcount and the agenda stuff. So like, it's sick. Like, I mean, it's still a Facebook group, but it's it's got a good vibe to it for sure. Yeah, it's still a small group, and it's a it's a compared to others. But I I'm I'm working on it. This has been a weird time because it's just like I've been just as busy as I as I always am. Like I'm. I have my hand. That's why sometimes I'm I'm a little bit short on Facebook because like I got I got um, I'm dipped in a lot of different projects. Like whether it's whether it's hardcore or you know broadcasting. I also run. I now run the radio station that this show is broadcasted out of. So I got like oh sick. yeah I got I got handed the keys to it right at the beginning of this quarantine and a lot of people just like kind of like up and left. So I'm like kind of doing like a rebrand of what, of, of the station and in a sense. And um, I've been like putting countless hours into a lot of, into a lot of different stuff. So I'm like, so like for me, it's just like, I don't know, like without hardcore, just, I, so I, I just, I'm doing the, I guess I'm doing the same thing as I always do. It's just, Sucks that I don't get to go to a show to fucking unwind. Yeah, I mean, my my whole job has changed. Like, I I work in education, so everything I do is now online from home. So it's like a total upset from my, my normal way of life. But it's like, on the flip side, it's giving me more time to, like, focus on other things and, like, read, which has been very tight. Yeah. Like, um, plus, didn't you, you used to? Didn't uh, Kaden used to help host the show at one point too? He was the original host. I was his intern. That's right. He currently he got married, so I haven't seen him since that. Yeah, so, I, I like it. Popped into my head. I was like, "Fuck!" I haven't talked to him in a long ass time, and I went to like look him up on Facebook, but he he's not on Facebook anymore. Probably gotta for, hit that dude. Gotta hit him up. Yeah, probably for the best. Like, just he just seemed like in the general thing, um, sense of life, he just wanted to start, um, you know, me. you you cut out on me this time, so I, I don't know what you said. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Um, I was just saying that, uh, with 
as far not to go too far in Caton. Like Caton, I think the last time he he was we used to be on the college radio station and I think he the last time me and him talked was three years ago when he came up for the last show where Caton, Kevin, Ian, all the entire like fourteen year cast of this show. Um actually it's more than fourteen now. Three years ago it was 14. It's now fucking J- July. Dead Air has been existing as as a show in general for se- almost 17 years. That's nuts. Yeah. But I can't I can't believe that last episode with him was three years ago. That what the fuck? <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, before he took off in two not to go too far in King. Kane doesn't get. Actually, I did talk to him because I made I made the uh, on my website. I did the whole I did the 2010 Northwest Hardcore timeline of just like I compiled literally every single Northwest Hardcore band, almost very close to most of them. My at least most of my favorite Northwest Hardcore bands from mm-hmm. 2010 to 2019, um, and. I talked to him through that because he was in a short lived band called moving on. Um, I I still wear my moving on shirt like pretty regularly. I booked, I booked him at Shea um, the time they came down here. Yeah, they did one small, that was his, he, he had a, he had a plan and he, he went through it. He, everything for the most part went to his plan. He was like, I, I only want to do like one release total i just want to get i want to get get out there i want to so he got on a tour i believe in 2015 or something Mm -hmm. he did he that he did that he did a tour they released a thing they played Rainfest, and then they stopped playing shows because that was his whole he he'd been for two years that was his master plan that's that's yeah i mean he nailed it like he had a goal and he didn't he's like i don't want to i just want to make a solid few songs play them i think he they the tour was with with uh the scare and then they just and then just poof and then i didn't see him for two for almost i saw him like on and off a little bit for two years then he came that to that final dead air show at kgrg in 2017 and that is about it then he got married so that for any of our listeners who who have been like where the hell is k10 that is about as much info as i have yeah i mean that's that's pretty much the same same for me like i i talked to him a couple times like after he got married but it was like over text and like you can only talk so much to someone over text, so dude. I don't, yeah, I don't fucking miss him. Text. I hope he's doing. I hope he's doing well. Yes, X X K ten Mioli X um, of moving on. Hope you. Uh, hope you're. Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how how we ended up at this point, but it's okay. Yeah, no, it's a it's a conversation. I told you, I don't. I I don't like to. I have a. I put a couple words on, on my, um, on my phone. I put a couple, a couple points and I just see where the, where the shit goes. 
So that there, there you go. Um, I guess that's a, that's a great, um, I guess that's a great time to end it then. Cause now I, now I can't, I can't think of anything else but random shit. <laughs> I mean, we, we could, we could go there for sure. There's, there's random shit for days, but I, I will say, I hope to make it up to the Northwest and play, um, with either agenda or headcount or both. Um, the Northwest has always held a special place in my heart for like going and playing hardcore or going to hardcore shows. So I definitely want to, want to make it up there. I think that's one reason I wanted to even like talk to you in the first place, just cause like, um, like you said that one, like there's been, I know since you talked to a lot of people or talked to at least a few people from, um, our neck of the woods, you know, since Rainfest, it's been, I think everybody knows that the, that Seattle has been like kind of weird. Like even like I listened to ax to grind and they were just like, even them, like, we're like, why would anyone go to go to uh Seattle? Like people said, it was like only people, the only reason that I guess they said was it was a cool place to visit. And I'm just like, man, that really sucks. I was like, it used to be like, dude, I love Rainfest. I love these I love all these fucking bands and and all these cool people and I love hanging out with my Northwest friends. Not oh man, it's a cool place to visit. Yeah, I mean Drug Control played Seattle after Rainfest and it was still like a very sick show, so I think that's a an odd mindset to have, but no no diss on them by any means, but like I've I've had a great time visiting, playing and going to shows up there. Um and I I was stoked that Zach started booking shows again. And I really hope that he continues after all of this quarantine stuff cuz I think that was a good thing for the scene for sure. Yeah, unfortunate dude, we uh, we actually were having a good a good co- for a good couple months. Um and with some constant shows like at least like with I would say for the Northwest there was at least a couple shows um a few about 2 to 3 a month with like big big ones with a couple little ones sprinkled in like a healthy amount of shows and I was pretty excited. I think the last show was like one of the heavier shows. I think it was, I think it was, uh, that sanction shit. I like the last show I went to was like a more like heavy hardcore show, but, uh, that show at real art was just another gig. I've talked about it countless times. Um, that was an awesome moment for anyone who's been involved in hardcore for a long time and has been waiting to see a Northwest hardcore come back. Yeah. I, I was real bummed that I couldn't make it up for that. And I, I know he had posted that he was going to do another one in June. And I was like real stoked. Cause I was probably going to be able to like make those days work or make that day work or whatever. Um, and fucking Rona times happened and that put a full stop on like any and all travel plans that I had for this year. Absolutely. And man, yeah, it's, it is, uh, it's rough. Cause like, also it's just like, that's just like, just like me. Like I, I feel like in, 
in life, things were like for anyone who was, who has felt this vibe. Cause I know some, in some ways I'm like, eh, I'm, things are the same because I'm just as busy and I'm working on stuff all the time. And I didn't have a lot of time for, to be like, like home and stuff. So this is kind of cool to be home at when I, uh, didn't get to, cause like I basically just worked and slept. So this is, so this is cool in, in that aspect, but things were getting better in that, in that aspect for me, my personal life. Cause like, Shows were happening in the Northwest again. I had a, I got a, um, I got a raise and a promotion for my respective job. And I was, and I just got out of debt. So I was like, cool, this is awesome. And just a couple weeks after all of that, um, that then this all happened. So I was just like, damn, it just, it just sucks for it. I, it sucks for everyone, but I just like if you if you had some really good if your life was turning around for the first time in a long time and you're listening out there, I feel for you because that just have that just happened for me. Yeah, that's that's fuck that that's rough. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I I agree and I feel you. So, I think that I think. Like we've been talking on and on, so what's uh, uh, what what are your uh, last uh, words, Mister Danny? Uh, enjoy the time that you have at home. Like, look up new bands, post on the internet, and don't be a dick. Hope to see you soon. I like that. Post on the internet. Don't be a dick. I kind of like, like not to go on again. I just, I do like what I'm saying, like for like dead air and a group and also no echo just cause like for the most part, it's been pretty like nice. Just like, Hey, check out this band or not, not you haven't heard this band. You suck. Or this band sucks. Just like people just, just check out bands, check out hardcore, um, invest time in something that if this means something to you, um, find a way to invest your time into it, whether it's, you know, going to a show, how, um, helping out with, uh, venues, try to buy merch from bands. When, if you have, if you have the means, if there's ways to help out, um, your local venues in this time of need, um, go out and ask them real art needs help needs donations. I'm sure a lot of other venues need them as well. So, um, just because, life for some is getting back to normal just because a few people are getting back to work does not mean anything is changing dramatically anytime soon. So please be mindful of that and be mindful of, you know, the rest of the world, the rest of the people who can't get back to normal and the things that will not get back to normal for quite some time. I guess those are my last words. Yeah. Uh, last thing you talked about it earlier, but that that election is coming up in November. Like, don't don't forget about that. Like, stay informed. Realize what's going on. That the Democratic National Party is basically the same thing as the Republicans at this point. Like, do your research. Know who you're voting for. Know why you're voting for them. Because it might not matter a ton, but like your votes do matter, especially in local local elections. 
Yeah, arm arm your fucking minds. Be able to like just like decipher what's going on. I know there's a lot. It's easy to look inward, but also look out with the with what's going on in the world. You may not think it affect you, but it definitely can at some at some point. So you got to have a healthy balance of you know. You just gotta have a healthy balance of information and of, of just like just like with um, this, you gotta with the coronavirus. You gotta have a healthy balance of concern. Also, you gotta. I had a point, but I lost it. A healthy balance of uh, just a healthy balance of concern. That, that sums it up. Take yourself. Stay. In- That's it. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna play some music from the new uh, headcount promo, and and then we'll play a track from Agenda. Um, anything you, else you want to say about these tracks? Which what are you playing? I'll play. Let's play the. Uh, Let's play the second track from Agenda. We'll play Push to the Edge, and then we'll do uh, first track from the Headcount promo, Watch It Grow. I mean, Watch It Grow, like, I I have nothing to do with the lyrics, but um, basically, like, a small thing can, like, start something big. So, I don't know, be mindful. Put your ear to the ground and like know what's going on in your city if there's any organizations you align yourself with be a part of them and be a part of change that you can enact in whatever way in your life or in your town or in your work like to make things better better for others and not worse that's like a better way of that's basically what i was trying to say at the end but I'm glad I'm glad we stopped on that because that's basically what I was trying to say, but um, the song said it better. Yeah, I mean that same kind of thing with the agenda track. Like, it's very easy to to be put to a point where you're told that your opinion is wrong, and you're told that like what you think is wrong and what everything you know is wrong. But you re- reach a breaking point where, like, you can't just sit idly by. Like, you gotta, you gotta do something about it. That's, I mean, that's what I could say about the agenda track. Read, read a book. Read "State and Revolution" by Lenin. Read anything by Marx, as dense as it can be. Like, it will seriously open your mind to like the faults of the democratic system and capitalist system that we're living in. Right. Absolutely. On that, on that note, we're going to play those two tracks, watch it grow by headcount from the new promo and from the demo 2020, we're going to play push to the edge by agenda. You're listening to dead air, two hours of hardcore radio. Yeah! 
Remember what it was like without real art shows? Kind of like now. Fucking bummer, dude. Make sure we still have an all-ages venue after all of this. Donate at realartsacoma.com slash donate.
All right, we're back. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. This is the end of episode 94. Slowly getting to those triple digits, baby. Um, thank you for putting up with my solo DJ talk, getting a little uh, a little bored, but I'm sorry. So I'm sorry if I bore you a little bit, but uh, thank you for listening. Um, shout out to Danny. Check out Headcount and Agenda. Both have new music out of the last month and a half. Um, good shit from San Diego. Um, just good straight up punk hardcore. Um, after the uh, after the headcount and agenda tracks, we played Scarecrow, and I don't remember if I exact I don't exactly remember if I played a track um, from this band, but they're from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, we played adaption off their latest revenge ep that came out right at the beginning of the year um came released off of bunker disc and tapes some just very fast to the point um punk hardcore um d-beat influenced from raleigh also used to have family in raleigh and visited just it was a nice place to visit um that I visited roughly like 2000 and 2001. My aunt had a really fucking cool ass uh, pool there. So check it out. Very quick listen. And those are my favorite listens um, these days. Something that is fucking punk and fast. After that, we played some music from the UK. Vision Quest. They have their latest... uh, EP titled Bear Witness that came out in April. Check it out. Um, very, another just like fast um, hardcore punk band. A little bit, uh, not even not even by much, but uh, I think the, the longest track is two seconds under two minutes. So another really quick, um, fast hardcore um, out of the UK. We play. We played the. Uh, we played the second track off the release titled "Psych." After that, we played um, a band called Blood Trust in their late, in their debut demo um, from Chicago, Illinois. Another, like I said, we're just kind of going through a little three song block of really fast, um, hardcore punk, and we played the track titled poison yeah everything we played is is under two minutes so for shit like this what's not to like um it's very self-explanatory hardcore that you just click and you know where it's coming from you press you press play and you're in and out hardcore there you go uh next two tracks are a little bit uh more on the heavier side we played um, from San Jose, California. We played You Lose, which is a uh, beatdown project. We played the yeah. We played No Rules. I believe uh, going to be on a upcoming release. And uh, San Jose Bay Area is really fucking killing it with all types of fucking hardcore. And it's just fucking mosh. 
after that we played uh another band from san jose called castaway they have a three song ep titled where is your power came out this month they we played i saw the blood very reminiscent of um kind of poison the well with uh especially with the clean style vocals in the middle of the song i definitely enjoyed that so check it out a very like a, a very um early 2000s uh metalcore hardcore um sounding band and let's see what we got with the time before i have to get the fuck out of here well we're almost done so once again you can check us out um facebook.com slash dead air hardcore radio we also have the dead air hardcore radio group where you can share your shit and talk about hardcore hang out get to know the show get to know people in the northwest better um if you have music you can share it also you can uh, send us an email, deadairnwcz at gmail.com. Uh, follow us wherever you uh, consume podcasts, whether it's uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, and more. Deadairhardcoreradio.com is where we tie out all that shit together. Also, we are both on Instagram and Twitter at deadairnwcz. So we're going to end this with a really fucking fast track. From Criminal Instinct, and this is how I like my fucking. I know they have some longer songs, but this is how I like Criminal Instinct. Um, this is Skull Fucked. Um, I really like that it has a. Um, this is the only like kind of pandemic uh, clip from what's going on in the world right now that I think I like in a song. So I think it was very good and topical. They have. Uh, yeah, they have two new songs. Check them out. And we're out of here. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. This is Skull Fucked by Criminal Instinct. I should concern you could infect other people so you get sick inside. No. People that don't cover this. No. Stuff. I'm covered in Jesus' blood. I'm covered in Jesus' blood. Duh!